Answer me this. Are you a morning person? Maybe an afternoon person? Perhaps you're a night owl. Perhaps you feel like you never really get, get moving. Well, regardless of how you would classify yourself, you deserve to have a morning routine that serves you, that sets you up for success. Now, before you, you start rolling your eyes and go, oh, I've, I've heard all about the morning routine stuff and all the things that we're all supposed to do and journal and meditate and yoga, and I just don't have time for that or I don't like it. Guess what? That is not what I'm going to tell you. Instead, I am thrilled to tell you about my annual free event coming up called Master Your Morning. And over the course of five days, 30 minutes or less each day, I'm going to teach you how to create your own unique morning routine based on two things, your unique personality type, and secondly, the realities of your home life, right? You may not have a lot of time for a morning routine, and that's what this free workshop is all about. So if you want to come join, head over to megansumrall.com forward slash master your morning. And I promise you at the end of it, you are going to have a completely different relationship with the morning. Hey friends, well, it's that time of year again where I see so many posts on social media where everybody's asking, what day planner do you use as the new year is getting ready to start. So I wanna tackle three things when it comes to day planners today. We're gonna talk about what function a day planner should actually serve for you, what key elements any good day planner should have, and then most importantly, how to effectively use a day planner to help you stay organized and on top of your time. So let's jump in. Welcome to the Work-Life Harmony Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Sumrall. I'm a former techie-turned-entrepreneur. I'm also a mom and a wife, and just like you, I'm juggling hashtag all the things while running multiple businesses and a family. Being a successful female entrepreneur doesn't mean you have to feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and stressed out. Gaining control of your time and calendar is all about learning a few key techniques and systems to better organize and structure your time. This is your show to learn from me and other amazing women how to master your time and organization to skyrocket your productivity so you can have work-life harmony. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Work Life Harmony. Megan Sumrall here. And today I am going to be talking to you about one of my favorite topics, which is day planners. You're probably wondering how the heck we're going to make a conversation about day planners <laughs> exciting, but it's something I'm really passionate about. And actually, today's episode is brought to you by the top planner, the planner I myself created. So what I want to share with you today are some tips and tricks on first, what really should a day planner be? Second, what key elements should be in place in order for a planner to really work well for you? And then third, how to effectively use one to help you manage your time. I see it time and time again where people go out and purchase planners because they're so pretty and they are like, oh, I'm going to use it. And then they're staring at it and they're not really sure where to get started. Well, first and foremost, I want to cover something that I think is super important, and that is how a day planner should actually serve you. What should a day planner include? Now, when I went out to go create the top planner, 
I was doing a ton of market research. I was interviewing a bunch of people, asking them what they look for in a planner, what they don't look for. And something came very clear to me early on, which is I think there is a lot of unrealistic expectations out there. People are expecting a day planner to actually be three different things when it shouldn't. A day planner should serve one key focus, one key purpose for you, and that should be the place where you go to manage your time. That is what a day planner is all about. So I see people constantly saying, I haven't found the right day planner yet. And when I dig into it and start asking them, what is it that they're not finding? That's when they say, well, I'm looking for something to manage my time, but I also need you know, a ton of journaling space where I can work in my journal every single morning during that quiet time that I have. And then I also need a place for it to manage everything about my business, all my expenses, my customer list, my prospect list. The list goes on and on and my eyes get bigger and bigger and I'm thinking, Heck no, one notebook, (laughs) one little book cannot serve 10 different needs in your life. So I personally, I have my day planner, which is where I schedule how I'm going to be spending my time and what things need to get done that week. I have a separate notebook that serves as my journal. That is my journaling space because I want to be able to go back and revisit it, take notes in it, save certain parts of it, so on and so forth. Then I have other tools to run my business. A day planner should not be the one thing that you have that runs your business. So I just want to kind of put you in that mindset as we continue this conversation about how to effectively use a day planner. Okay. A day planner should be helping you plan your days, weeks, and months. It is not going to be a big fat easy button. That's going to run every single part of your business and your life. Okay, so that's kind of the first part of our conversation here. What really should a day planner be to you? Now, the second thing I want to talk about are key elements that I think any good day planner should have in place. They're very simple. First and foremost, it needs to have a month at a view. So that way, when you go to open up you know, your January calendar page, the first thing that should be in place is your full month at a view. I'm going to get into why in just a minute. The second thing that every good day planner should have is a weekly view. So that way, when you open it up to, you know, to this week, you are seeing the full week in front of you, everything that you have going on. I, for years, struggled using a daily view day planner. I found it very cumbersome. And I think there's some subtleties on why I prefer the weekly view that I'm going to talk about here in a second. And then third, it needs to have a place for you to have a to-do list. So things that you aren't creating an appointment for, but things that need to be on your list that have to get done today, you need to have room to be able to do that with some notes. And then finally, and this is an interesting one, but it's super important to me, the paper needs to be a type that supports both pencil 
and pen. So if you get those high glossy planners where you can only write with a pen, if you want to go try and use a highlighter or a pencil, sometimes that doesn't work. So I always want to make sure the day planner can support pen, pencil, and highlighter. So let's go back and I really want to dig into why it's so important to make sure that your day planner has a monthly view and a weekly view. I am a firm believer that in today's world, just about everybody is so overscheduled. And one of the key reasons, well, there's several, but a key reason why I think this continues to happen is everybody is running their calendar by their mobile device, by their phone. And when you go and pull up your calendar on your phone, if someone's like, hey, are you free on Thursday? Well, all you can really do is keep drilling down till you get to Thursday on your phone and you might see, yeah, you're free for lunch on Thursday. So you go and schedule that appointment. If you had a day planner with you where you were looking at your whole week at a glance and you could see everything you had going on Monday through Sunday, you might have realized that Thursday was really kind of your only free day where you had a window of time for yourself to maybe get some of your low-level tasks done or even just have a moment to breathe alone. But because you can't see your week or your month at a whole, you are just scheduling any small pocket of time that pops up on that teeny tiny screen on your phone. And the same is true if you have a day planner where you're only looking day to day, you can't get that feel for the whole structure of your week or your month. Now, the monthly view, same thing, comes into play around being able to particularly look at your weekends. If there's an opportunity that comes up maybe for someone to come visit or for you to go on a trip and you're looking at your whole month and you see, wow, that weekend is really my only free weekend for the entire month, you might make a different choice in deciding how you want to spend that time. And I know that's something that my husband and I really value is trying to make sure that we are not over committing ourselves every single weekend throughout the month. And if we don't work from that month at a view to be able to understand everything that's going to be going on, we will fall into a trap of over scheduling. Now, the planner is only going to work for you if you're actually capturing the information of the things that you have on your schedule in there. So you can buy the most beautiful planner ever, but if you're not actually putting the information in there, well, then the planner is probably not going to work very well for you either. So you do need to make sure you're writing down all of those events. Now, the reason why I laugh a lot when I talk about, you know, this idea of being able to see it all at a glance, my husband works from an electronic planner and we constantly are having the conversation. You know, I'll remind him, oh, don't forget we have blah, blah, blah this weekend. He'll be like, what? You didn't tell me that? I'll say, yes, I did. And he'll pull out his phone and find that day and open it up on his phone. And sure enough, it's in there. But without having, again, that visual, easy way to see your month, see your week, you forget about things. Things sneak up on you. So that's another subtle reason why having that paper planner and having that week or month at a view is so important. Now, I will give one caveat to this. If you work where you are in front of a computer eight to 10 hours a day and you have a full monitor and you're using Google Calendar or something like that, electronic, 
where you really have access to that week or month at a view at all times, because maybe you're sitting in an office, then you may not need the paper planner. I have always had one in my life, even when I was in corporate full-time, because I wanted to be able to bring it home on the weekends. Yes, I'm dating myself. There was a day and a time when we didn't have smartphones and smart calendars. So even if you are in front of a computer all the time, I do think it's still really important at a bare minimum to have that month at a view that can travel with you when you need it to. Now, the other thing that I mentioned was that space for notes. So for me, the weekly planner view, it has the ability for me to write down my time blocks and the appointments that I've got each day and then space at the bottom each day for any tasks that I need to make a note that need to get done, but I'm not assigning a specific time to get them done. So that's why I like having the ability to have that room to take those notes. Now, how to use... A planner. The real inspiration behind creating my top planner was I wanted to create a planner that actually teaches people how to plan because you can have the best planner in the world, but if you don't know how to go lay out a structure and a routine with it, it is not going to serve you. So if you've followed me at all, you always hear me talk about the importance of weekly planning. So every Sunday, You're going to sit down with your planner. You're going to open the next week at a view page and you're going to go back and look at your monthly view and say, okay, what appointments have I already scheduled for this week? What's going on this week that I am now going to go plug in and write that down on my weekly calendar? So now you're going to go create all of that space for any appointments, meetings, work, etc., Then you're going to go back and look at what are all the tasks that need to get done this week. And for those of you, if you've just found me here on this episode, I have a ton of content on my website, on my blog posts, megansummerl.com, that really walk you through great detail how to create an effective weekly plan. Okay, so just know there's a lot of information around there for you to help you with this. But on Sunday, you should be filling out that weekly plan, including your appointments, the tasks that need to get done, and then always reserving space for yourself that you are not going to let other things come into your schedule. You have to make sure that you don't overcommit You don't say yes to absolutely everything and you don't fill up your calendar from wake up to go to sleep seven days a week. And when you sit back and look at that weekly view, that is what is going to remind you and help you to say no and make sure that you don't actually overcommit. So those are just some tips and tricks to help you get started. If you've been on the quest to find the world's most perfect planner for you, make sure that first... You're not trying to find a planner that is doing more than what a day planner should do. A day planner should help you plan your days, weeks, and months. That's it. This is not something that's going to run your business for you. This is not your place for journaling and creative space. This is your kind of command central for how you're spending your time and what needs to get done. Secondly, make sure that it's got that monthly view and that weekly view and space for tasks. And then finally, 
owning a planner is not enough. You have to actually use it. So make sure that you are getting into the rhythm on Sunday of opening up the upcoming week and laying out the appointments, the activities, and the tasks that you are scheduling for every single day. And then if you're like me, the best part about that space for tasks is having the little spot next to it where you get to check them off as you go. And I love that by Friday, when I'm looking at my week at a view, down at the bottom, there's dozens of check marks next to all the tasks that got done as well. And that just gives you a great sense of accomplishment. So if you want to check out the top planner, you can pop right on over to my website. I'll put it in the show notes as well. It's just megansumrall.com. And then at the menu at the top, there's an item there for top planner, or you can just do backslash top planner. Scroll down the page because I've got a video there as well that shows you the entire inside of what the planner looks like. And again, what makes this planner really unique is the front part of it is actually a workbook that teaches you how to plan. So it is a really powerful tool if you are new to really getting the most out of your planner. So happy planning, and I will see, or you guys will hear me next week. Have a great one. Getting on top of all things time management, organization, and productivity doesn't have to stop just because this episode is over. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Megan Sumrall, or just open any browser and go to megansumrall.com. If spelling my name is a complete pain, just go to theworkliveharmony.com and grab my free time management cheat sheet. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share it.